Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> Welcome back to Hardly Minding My Business. I'm Dashing D, your host. And I am here. I'm late. I'm late. I know I'm late. But I'm here. Drink in hand. Taking a sip. <laughs> so, first off, let me say that. I was just thinking, and I think I've talked about this before, like, when me and my sister used to do the podcast together, I used to talk about sharing my uh, my cocktail recipes, and I was just making myself a little cocktail, a really quick and simple cocktail, but a cocktail nonetheless. Um, and I'm like, if I'm going to start having a cocktail... When I record, I feel like I need to give you guys the recipes. And maybe what I'll do is make sure I give you the recipe ahead of the episode. So if you want to, you can have a drink with me while I'm in the closet. So today, I'm not doing it today, obviously, but I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Um, I just made a gin ricky, which is really easy to make. Um, I throw some ice in a wine glass, actually. I have these these big wine glasses from Crate and Barrel, which, by the way, if you're like me and you break shit a lot, buy things that can be replaced. Uh, <laughs> I got these as a gift, but I asked for them. I put them on my wish list a couple years ago. One of them broke almost immediately. But the great thing about these is that they sell them individually. You can buy them as a set, but they sell them in individually. So if you need to replace a glass, it's really easy to replace a, a glass. And they always have them. It's like uh, one of their staples in the store. So pro tip, when you're buying wine glasses or, or any type of glass, cocktail glass, Keep in mind, if you break shit and your set is only of like four or two or something really small, like little old me who lives alone and only has company ever so much, especially post-pandemic, um, get you glasses that you can easily replace because it was really easy for me to just go online and order a couple more of these. So I don't remember exactly what they're called right now, but... They are white wine glasses, and I love a gin cocktail in a wine glass. So what I made was a gin ricky. It was, I threw some ice in the wine glass. I put um, the juice of one lime, uh, two ounces of gin, and then I topped it off with some seltzer. Now, normally I would add some fruit, um, some fresh fruit, like maybe some orange slices, or uh, maybe some berries if I have fresh berries. I did have fresh berries this week. Also, I figured out a hack to keeping strawberries fresh. If y'all want that, let me know. But I don't have any more because I ate them. I, I took them to the office. But yeah, if you add a little fruit to this and make it fruity. And the good thing is it's super low calorie because really all the calories are coming from the gym. There's not much else in here. So perfect for right now because I've been working out. I got vacation coming up next month. Need to make sure I'm right and tight or at least stomach a little bit flatter than it is right now. Um, can't wait. I think it's going to be 
a lot of fun. I actually want to talk about vacations a little bit later in this conversation. Um, just letting y'all know right now, if you're coming here for celebrity shit, you're probably not going to get any of that. We may talk about Lori Harvey's weight loss later. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'll see how I feel once more the gin is in me. But I really don't think we need to talk about that. I don't think it's very important to speak about. I don't think she did anything wrong, to be honest. But I don't know. I just feel like lately it's been a lot of rich, famous people shit. And I hate that. And I, I've said that before. Like, I... I strive to have balance on this podcast and talk about the real life shit as, along with uh, the the pop culture fodder uh, because that is not real life, at least not for us. It's not for a lot of us that listen to this podcast, I'm sure. Um, and so I want to be true to that. And th this, when I set out to do a podcast uh, almost three years ago now, um, what was important to me, what am I saying almost three years, almost four years ago now, uh, about three and a half years, what I set out to do was talk about real life shit, talk about relationships and dating and sex and all of that, um, all of the stuff in between, uh, you know, that was our, 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 our slogan for a while. So I want to make sure that I stay true to that. Um, so yeah, so there's not going to be a whole lot of um, internet bullshit or celebrity bullshit today. I just want to shoot the shit and, you know, speak freely about some things that I've been seeing, some things that I've been discussing behind the scenes with some people, um, some topics that I really wanted to get to. Um, and I think that's how we're going to do it this episode and we'll see how it goes. And obviously, but I'm always going to sprinkle in the pop culture shit because it's something that I'm interested in. Um, and I think that y'all find it interesting. I have heard some of you say that, you know, you don't, you don't know anything until you come to this podcast. And while I appreciate that very much, don't come for me, come to me for news, please, because really all you're going to get is entertainment news. Um, <laughs> but also, um, yeah, sometimes like my stuff isn't accurate. A lot of times I'm not actually looking at the information while I'm bringing it back to you. I've already looked at it and went over it. So yeah, don't, you know, if you need real news, go to real news sources for that. Not me, but I appreciate you coming here and listening to me talk my shit when it comes to entertainment stuff. So that being said, um, let me just like go over some updates and things that are going on with me right now. Wait, first, let me take a sip of my drink. I know y'all can hear the ice clinking in the glass. So I'm going to put the glass down, but if you hear that, that's what it is. Um, so can we talk about work for a second? Work is cool. I'm really enjoying my new job. I think that I made the right decision taking this job. I think I made the right decision waiting out, finding a job like the one I found and turning down as many offers as I did over the course of two years. Um, I don't talk about that a lot because I just, I don't, I don't know. There To me, there's really no reason to go into that. A lot of the reason why I rejected the offers that I did, just in case anybody's wondering, is because of money. 
Um, and I know a lot of employers don't like to hear that, but to be honest, um, and to keep it all the way funky, like I got to be able to maintain the lifestyle that I currently have. And I need to be able to pay my bills and do what I need to do and also be able to enjoy my life. Um, and so I, there were some opportunities that came up several opportunities that came up that I had to be like, you know what, I can't, I can't do this. Um, and I'm grateful that I was in a position at my old job to where I was frustrated with it and wanted to leave, but it wasn't to the point where I was desperate and needed to leave right that minute. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I was patient because I really, really do like what I'm doing now. I enjoy my job very much. Um, I'm enjoying learning what I'm doing. But the reason I bring it up is because <laughs> my mom, I've been talking to my mom about work, just, you know, like, oh, you know, had this like encounter with my boss, positive encounters, all of them, um, where, you know, like I needed to ask for time off. And I'm like, oh, I just started this job two months ago. I don't really know if I should ask for time off. I went so far as to reach out to HR and be like, hey, what is the policy? Um, I'm a new employee. What's the policy? Um, when am I allowed to start taking vacation time? Because I wanted to cover that base before I went to my new boss about it. Um, and I didn't just want to throw something in the system and then like back away and be like, okay, let me wait and see what happens. Um, and when I had a conversation with him about it, he was just like, well, what, this is not, I started by saying, this is kind of an awkward conversation. When we were done, he was like, that's not awkward at all. Like you, you know, it's fine. It's totally fine. He didn't bat an eyelash. He didn't, there was, there was no, there was no, um, uh, fatigue. There was no stress. It was just like, oh, you're good. Like, as long as everybody on the team is not out, like, you're fine. You know, I know that people are going to need to take time off, especially that time of year, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I was so nervous. I was so afraid to ask, but I'm like, I have to ask because I needed to take time off for something very specific. It wasn't like a, just a random thing. And it was cool. And then there's just been other moments where in terms of like flexibility with work from home and flexibility with like, uh, you know, maybe um, there's an issue with the trains on my way to work or even there was one day where I just, I got up super late um, or I left the house super late and I had to reach out and just be like, Hey, I'm, I'm running a little late. There's just been so much flexibility and I'm not used to that. I'm used to getting a lot of pushback. Um, for the better part of 10 years, <laughs> I was used to, um, no matter what it was, no matter whether you, they felt you deserved, well, they didn't feel you deserved it, but no matter what it was, you got pushed back for taking vacation time. You got pushed back for, hell, I don't know if I've ever told a story on here about how um, two bosses ago, I was told that I couldn't, um, 
I couldn't take a class after work. I asked to leave, I think maybe like 15 minutes earlier than I would normally leave, maybe 30 minutes earlier than I would normally leave. So I could take a three week seminar. <laughs> it would have been three days out of the month where I had to leave a little bit early. Um, and I was told, no, if I give you, if I allow you to do that, then I'm going to have to allow the entire team to go to school. And I was like, oh, is that true? Okay, okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's what, uh-huh. Oh, really? You're going to have to allow other people to, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm used to stuff like that. I'm used to, I'm used to being told that, well, I, I hurt my knee and I had to go to the doctor. I remember this. And I, and I was told that um, I'm not vomiting. So make sure I take my, my, this was before work from home was a thing. This was a long time ago. Before work from home was a thing. I was told, uh, well, you, when you leave to go to the doctor today, make sure you take your computer with you. Cause it's not like you're vomiting or anything. So um, if they tell you that you have to stay home, you should um, take your, your computer so you could work from home. At that point, work from home was being treated as a punishment, not as, you know, a reason to be flexible. So in my position now, where it's flexible and it's understanding and it's respectful and there is a priority on wellness and work-life balance, I'm realizing that I've never had that before and I almost get uncomfortable when these situations happen and I'm like, oh, that's okay. I can I can ask you that. I can, you know, be autonomous and I don't have to feel like I'm doing something wrong by asking to take the time that I was given, um, the time that I earn by going to work every day and busting my ass. Um, it's just a really weird uh, space that I'm in with that. I'm not unhappy. I'm not ungrateful about it. I'm very appreciative of it. And, um, (laughs) this just means now your girl, no matter what I'm doing, I am going to, uh, get used to this shit so that my expectation will always be, um, better for myself because that shit is for the birds. Like, not feeling like you can't even ask to to take to leave 15 minutes early to go take a class because you want to better yourself it's some bullshit it's some bullshit and that's not the only bullshit it's just that <sighs> listen no job is without flaw um and so i'm not going to make it sound like it's always going to be perfect but it's off to a good start and I am so grateful. Um, and fuck it, I earned it. I did. I've worked my ass off since I got out of college. So even if it had to take this long for me to feel like uh, I'm respected and appreciated at work, so be it. At least I'm here. Um, I think that I'm one of my friends. I was one of my one of my really good friends that I haven't spoken to in a few. Oh. It's been at least over a month. We haven't spoken. Uh, we finally got up uh, recently because she's also been busy with with a lot of work shit. And we we were talking and we were bo- kind of trading stories about like the discomfort that we feel with some of the things that are actually going well 
you know, and how to manage that and maintain that. Um, but something she said to me was, you sound really calm and really relaxed. And I had to think about what she said for a while and, and sit with that after we got off the phone. And I was like, you know what? I think I do. I think I feel very low stress when it comes to my everyday. It doesn't feel like a burden. It doesn't feel stressful. It feels like, yeah, some days I don't want to get out of bed. That's, that's normal shit. Like, Maybe I was busy last night and I just, you know, don't want to get up. Sometimes you feel that way. But overall and generally speaking, I'm at peace. Um, And it doesn't mean that I will remain stagnant. It doesn't mean that, you know, I will sink into uh, some habits and not move away from them. It just, I feel like it makes me feel like I can be flexible and I can, um, get a lot done and my mind is a lot clearer. I sat down yesterday. I knew I hadn't recorded the podcast yet, but I sat down yesterday and I just, all the ideas for the podcast and whatever just started flowing. And I feel like I had a block for so long, which is why I took the hiatus that I took. I took a couple of them um, over the last, I'd say six months or so, but I feel so much, so different now. Um, and I hope that that continues. Um, I'm I'm going to do what I can to make make sure that I maintain what I'm feeling right now. Um, I feel very open, um, and uh, you know, willing to receive um, the positive things that are coming into my life right now. And yeah, so. <laughs> All things considered, I'm doing well, but I am realizing that yes, I do have this PTSD situation where I'm sh- I'm shocked every time something happens where I'm like, wow, that was easy, that was that was so easeful and not stressful and 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 not I didn't have to I didn't have to agonize about it even though I did and I didn't have to explain away why they're going to tell me no or why they're going to do this or why they're going to do that because I'm just in a different position now and I'm around different people and I'm surra- I'm surrounded by um people who have a common goal but also don't want to be fearmongers at work <laughs> which is a very <laughs> shitty thing to do to your employees. But I'm rambling on about work now. I just I just wanted to give that update because I felt like it was important to say that. Um, I don't know if anybody else has experienced that. Um, so definitely hit me up and let me know if that's something that you've, you've noticed maybe about yourself or about a friend um, or maybe even your coworkers. Um, but yeah, I feel a little bit lighter actually. And I guess I didn't really realize it completely until I had that conversation. Um, so that's cool. Um, I also wanted to talk about what, in terms of updates, I don't know, I guess I mentioned before that, like, I've been, I've been kind of out there a little bit, dating a little bit, you know, you know, trying to, you know, see what's up. Um, and I think I've talked about it like in a very indirect way because I did let y'all know a long time ago that I had to stop telling too much of my business on here about current situations that I'm dealing with because, um, 
you know, those things go awry and they get upset and they it's a bit, be like, but why are you listening to my podcast? Then don't listen to the podcast. I warn people. I warn, I warn men that here, hey, I have a podcast and I talk about my life and I talk about things going on with me. I talk about my feelings. I talk about other people's feelings. I talk about everything on here. So, um, so there's not really a whole lot to say. Uh, there's not, excuse me. There's not a whole lot that I want to say. Um, but I was just thinking about something. So this is kind of like adjacent. This is not directly, um, about, uh, what I have going on, but I've been thinking a lot about the fact that when people talk about relationships, um, they talk a lot about the fact that you should know how to be alone in order to, uh, be prepared or be ready for another person. I even, I stumbled upon a TikTok video the other day where this woman was talking about how you have to, you know, you have to like be with yourself for like two years and, um, and really make sure that you, you can be, you can sit in that, um, um, space of being alone and be comfortable with it and be okay with it and all of that jazz and sure, um, I agree with that. Um, if you've listened to this podcast for the duration of the podcast since 2018, then you know a lot more about my dating life and my love life uh, than anyone who's new here. Um, and so I leave it at that. Like, I think people know that I have taken time to myself. I have had moments long, long moments where I've been like, I'm not doing this. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm not looking for anything. I'm just going to live my life and whatever happens, happens and all of that. And what I think people don't really talk a whole lot about is learning, learning how to be with someone after that period. Like, because there's some unlearning that you have to do as someone, especially as someone who lives alone. Um, there's some unlearning or adjusting that you have to do getting into a situation with another person, which is the complete flip side of that. You, you, you need, balance is important. You need to be able to be by yourself and date yourself to a certain extent, right? But you also need to be able to uh, have it in you if you so choose to be with another person. You need to be able to have the capacity to do that also. And sometimes what being alone and living alone can do is put you in a position where you're like, oh, I value my time alone so much. I date me better than anyone else could date me. And so I don't really need someone. Like, you, you get into these moods where you're like, I don't really need this. But the, that's kind of the beauty in it too, is that not needing it, but wanting it. Um, 
So I've been thinking about that because again, I I guess I kind of follow relationship TikTok. I didn't mean to. I, I think that I, I saw a couple pot I was looking for podcasts um just to try to expand um um my interest a little bit in terms of um the podcast that I pay attention to. And I stumbled upon a couple that specifically focus on that. So I think now it's trying to curate my my TikTok experience by showing me people, um, accounts that focus on relationship stuff, even though I really don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to follow all that, all that things. I finally learned yesterday how to, um, say that I'm not interested about a topic. Y'all see, I, granny over here with the, with the TikTok situation, but I'm figuring it out. If you have not followed me on TikTok, please follow me on TikTok at Hardly Minding My Business. Um, I've been posting. I've been doing a daily petty or not, although I'm going to be honest, I have not done it the last two days. Um, but I've been doing a daily petty or not over there. Um, maybe that's where I'll put my cocktail recipes. Maybe I'll try to do some cute little videos if I can figure them out. Um, but yeah, go follow me. Don't be shy. Follow me, say hi, send me a little message and be like, hey, heard you say that you were on TikTok on the podcast. Here I am, friend or stranger, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, go check me out. Um, so yeah, I've been reading and, and hearing people talk about, oh, well, you need to figure out how to be alone. And that's true. There are a lot of people who especially someone who considers themselves or doesn't consider themselves a serial monogamous. Um, yeah, I'm sure that those people could stand to figure out how to be alone. Um, but the reality of the situation is our personalities are just different um, from person to person. Some people need to be around people, maybe not necessarily in a relationship, but some people need to be around other people all the time. That is where they thrive. That is where, where they feel good. That's where they feel they're at their best. And other people don't need that. And it's it's the people like me, like I talk to my one friend all the time and we're like, yo, this living alone shit sometimes gets old, but most of the time, most of the time it's all right. Most of the time we're good, you know? Um, so <laughs> I've just been thinking about that and I, I implore everyone to consider the fact that it also goes in the other direction where you have to kind of figure out, yes, yes, learn how to be alone and learn how to, um, do the things that make you happy and feel fulfilled and secure before you deal with another person. Um, but also, uh, if that goes on for a long period of time, know or be open to being flexible since we're talking about flexibility and adjusting, not compromising your beliefs or compromising your needs or wants, but being able to say, okay, in order for me to do so something else with someone else, I need to figure out how to navigate that and not push people away or get angsty. Or, and maybe you just don't want to be around that person. To be perfectly honest, sometimes, because I know for me, if you're in my space and I'm good with it, then I'm good with it. 
<laughs> but if you're in my space and I'm like, huh, when is he leaving? What 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 like what time is this date supposed to be over? Then yeah, that's a different story. And you should probably just leave that man alone or woman or person who does not identify as either. Just leave him alone. Maybe it's not for you. Listen, maybe you are someone who wants to be a, a by your on your own for the rest of your days. And that's fine too. Whatever you decide to do, I support you. But y'all let me know what you think about that because I hear that a lot. I hear a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, you got to learn how to be, as a woman, you got to learn how to be alone and, 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 and be on your own. And I think that's absolutely um, good advice for those who need it. But also, you got to know how to be with someone too. Sometimes it's not easy. It's not always easy to just consider another person. Sometimes you'd be like, I don't want to consider shit. I want to consider me. Anyway, um, I think that's all I have for updates. That wasn't really an update. That was more of like a rant. But uh, let's uh, take a break and come back with Petty Arnaud. So Petty Arnaud for this week... By the way, speaking of Betty or not, my I got some shit for my last Petty or not. Um, I was told that I was being a hater about the Get Ready With Me videos. Um, I still feel the way that I do. I don't think that anybody's going to change my mind on that fact, but I hear you and I see you um, and I understand and that's okay. <laughs> it's not for me. I said it wasn't for me, and I, I meant that very much so. Meant that. And that's fine. You know, it's cool. It'd be like that sometimes. But anyway, uh petty, petty or not for uh today. Um, since we we were talking about relationships, I'm wondering, do y'all give back things when you break up with somebody? Do you do you give them back their shit? I have been in multiple situations where I have been the person who did not get my shit back. In fact, you know, and now I'm thinking about this and I'm like, this nigga. So, okay. (laughs) Story time. I was dating someone a while back. Nobody nobody y'all would know, but (laughs) I was dating someone for a very long period of time. Right. So eventually we, I guess, kind of sort of lived together for a while. Right. And so, you know, I didn't like his bed sheets and and blankets and whatever. And so I brought my own. Um, it was a brand new comforter. I don't even think uh, the comforter was bought for my place. Um, and I don't even think it really stayed at my place for more than a week before I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take this over there. Um, And then I ended up, you know, basically being there all all the time. So anyway, (laughs) neither here nor there, that part is not important, but it gives context to the fact that I brought my comforter over there. So we break up, right? Oh, and I should say at the time I had this dude's portable DVD player 
Now, I wanted my comforter back, right? And I didn't ask for it at first because I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You have shit of mine. I have shit of yours. Like, I'm not hounding anybody down to get my shit back. It just, to me, is silly and doesn't make sense. Unless it's something that you absolutely need. Like, I'm not going to leave my passport at your house. I mean, it shouldn't be there in the first place. But I'm not going to leave my passport at your house and then we break up and you hold it hostage. Like, that, that's stupid. Um, So shit like that, I feel like, get your stuff back. But then... I'm thinking to myself, the more I think about it, because I've thought about this this comforter for a, a couple years now, and I've been like, yo, I don't understand why he didn't just give it. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he threw it in the trash. I don't know if he just got pissed and was like, fuck this. I'm throwing this away. I don't know if he torched it on fire. I have no idea what really happened with this comforter. All I remember, though, is I had this man's portable DVD player. And he harassed me and hounded me for this goddamn DVD player. Really? Really, nigga? Your DVD player? Your stupid DVD player. First of all, it was it was a DVD player. It wasn't even a Blu-ray player. The point is, the point is, I gave him back his, his stupid little portable DVD player because he asked for it, I never got my comforter back. And so I've been thinking recently, I don't remember how it came up. I was having a conversation with somebody and giving back your stuff came came up. And I was thinking to myself, is it petty? Like, is it really? Or is it just, uh, are you just on some, why are you worried about that shit? I think it's petty to keep somebody else's shit, especially if they ask you for it. I think it's petty. I also think it's real shady to not tell somebody what happened to it. Like, my thing is, if you did something to my property or for whatever reason, it's gone, then just be like, I don't have it anymore. There's nothing to get because I don't have it anymore. People don't do that. People, they want to make you think that, that like, they're going to send you into free fall, put you in a tizzy, get under your skin and make you mad. And, you know, it's just kind of like, really, why do we have to do this? I can honestly say I've never kept anybody's shit to spite them. Also, me... The thing about me is I don't care who the fuck you are. If you leave your shit in my home for six months, you don't come to collect it. You don't ask me about it. Um, It was not meant to be there. Like we didn't agree that this was going to be here and live here at my home. You can, you better believe that in six months time, it goes in the trash. My sister laughs at me all the time because she's like, yeah, I gotta come get that thing. <laughs> I know you're gonna throw it away. I go on a rampage when I'm ready to clean, like deep clean my apartment. If something does not belong to me and I have not seen the owner come to collect it within six months' time, it is leaving my home. And so that is my petty or not. Nah. I will throw your shit in the garbage. 
not out of spite, just out of pure frustration for the clutter, I will throw your shit out. Now, in terms of keeping people's stuff during a breakup, like, if somebody asked me for their stuff back, they can have it back. I really don't care. Come come get your shit. I don't have a conversation with you about it, but you can have your shit back if you want it. That's fine. I don't care about that. But a lot of people feel very differently, and a lot of people feel like they shouldn't have to give you your shit back. And honestly, all of it is petty. It's just kind of like, again, if it's not important, why are we even trying? And when I was asking for this comforter back, it was years ago. I have changed (laughs) since then. Ain't no man at this point. One, I'm not bringing my comforter over here. What we're going to do is go to the store and you're going to buy a new one. But no, I'm not bringing it over here. I'm not bringing my nice thing over here for you to do whatever it is you want to do with it. No. No, that simply will not happen. But what I will do, what I will do is throw anybody's shit away after six months. So that's my petty or not for this week. I don't know if y'all followed all of that. I hope you did. I know I'm rambling today and I'm fine with that if y'all are fine with that because listen, but we're going to move this conversation along because we have other things to talk about. I really want to talk about Honeypot. Um, not a celebrity, but very important. Um, if you don't know what Honeypot is, Honeypot is a feminine hygiene product line. Um, I first learned about Honeypot a couple years ago. I listened to, uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to pretty regularly is the Friend Zone podcast. Um, and it pro- promotes mental health and mel- and 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 wellness. Um, and so they do every week. They do these weekly uh, wellness segments where it could be anything from, you know, like listen to music as a form of music therapy, or um, here is like a cool teeth whitening brand, or feminine products and things like that. It's usually, it's a lot of different things. Um, And they featured Honeypot on their podcast. At the time, Honeypot didn't really have a whole lot of products. Um, They definitely had the feminine wash um, and feminine wipes. And I remember going to their website at the time because it wasn't available. It wasn't widely available. You had to go to their website at this time and they didn't have a whole lot of products they had the sensitive version and the regular version of the wash it was promoted as um something to keep your ph balanced um your vaginal ph balanced and also um you know promote the wellness of your vagina with natural ingredients and so I was on board. It was black woman owned. And I was like, I am sold. I will try to support this product. Um, At some point, I want to say during 2020, maybe 2019, um, could have been 2020 after post uh, Black Lives Matter resurgence, um, they end up in Target stores. And 
this is huge and this is a big deal. It made it way more accessible. You didn't have to wait uh, however long for it to be shipped to you. You could walk into Target and you can get it. And I was buying the wash. Um, I even was buying the vulva cream at one point, which pfft, I'm wondering now. I need to go. I think I might still have it in my bathroom, but I'm wondering now after everything has come out about this company, I'm wondering if they had changed a formula somewhere in the interim because I was having not a good reaction to this. So, and the reason I bought it was because of irritation sometimes after my cycle. But <laughs> I stopped using that product, but the products that I did continue to use were the wash, the daily wash, and um and feminine and the and the and the wipes, which I don't want to call them feminine wipes because you can actually use them on any part of your body. So, you could use them as makeup wipes. Um, and they're really convenient when I travel. They have the the ones that are individually wrapped. So I tend to buy that. Or if I know that I'm going to spend the night out, I tend to keep some of those in my bag just in case I need them. Um, but it's really easy because I could, you know, take care of down there and wipe my face. Not with the same one. Not with the same one. No, definitely not with the same one. But I could wipe my makeup off with um, the same product. And that is very helpful, you know, for me, someone who <laughs> packs a million things uh, in my bag at all times. It's nice to have a two-in-one product when you can. So anyway, I was all about it, like. I've been telling everybody, I've told my family, I've told my friends, like, buy this product. This product is great. Um, you know, there's different products. They have tampons, they have pads, they have whatever you need. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't like that in the beginning, but now they have a bunch of different products. Um, they have products for specifically for pregnant women. Um, but again, one of the reasons that it was really important was because it was black owned and natural ingredients um, on the packaging, it would say certified organic. So <laughs> I'm on Instagram a few days ago and people are freaking out about Honey Pot. And then I get a text actually from my mom who knows that I use it. And she's like, what are you going to do now that Honey, this stuff is going on with Honey Pot? It turns out Honey Pot went and added preservatives to its products. So someone did a TikTok video where they compared the old packaging of the, wa the, the feminine wash to the new packaging. One has preservatives, one does not. One says certified organic, the other one does not. This TikTok video goes viral. And people are outraged. Women, Black women are outraged about it. They're like, what a lie. There was also this rumor going around that the company had been sold. And that's why this was happening. That is actually not true. The company has not been sold. Although I wonder if the one of the reasons why this 
they made this specific change is because they were preparing to sell the company because that is very possible. Once you start trying to mass produce something and um, y'all know I listened to the Ratchet and Respectable podcast with Demetria Lucas and she spoke about this and she was saying she spoke to a friend um, who who works uh, with beauty products. And she said, it is very possible that they're adding preservatives because it's easier for it to sit in a warehouse um, for extended periods of time before it's shipped out to people than if it's all natural and sitting in a warehouse. You don't want people to end up getting infections and things like that because the product wasn't a good product or the product was an old product by the time it got to them. And that happens. Like we know that with anything that's natural and organic, one of my frustrations, I love to go shop at Lush, but my problem is the products that I like most of them. And I feel like most of Lush's products have a short shelf life. The masks, I love their masks. And I think most of them, if not all of them have to be put in the fridge and they have an expiration date, which is like a week or two weeks out. Um, that's why I don't buy them often because it's more expensive. And then you have to make sure that you're using it regularly in order for it to be worth it, you know? So I totally understand why a company would need to do this. I think women felt betrayed because they felt like, or Black women felt betrayed because they felt like no one said anything. The founder kind of just you know, went about her business and didn't say anything. I know that there's also um, the issue of when the Target commercial came out and she said that these products were created specifically with black women in mind um, because it was a product that she created for herself and wanted to share with people. And there's this whole story about how the ancestors came to her in a dream and that's how she ended up coming up with this thing. And um, she ends up uh, <laughs> changing the product and not telling anyone. And I mean, you can't really do that. You can't do that. Yeah. So I think that it's misguided to think that you could switch a product uh, that is so specific about what it's offering to something that is not comparable without telling people. I And I shouldn't say not comparable. It's comparable. It's the same product, but preservatives have been added probably, again, I'm speculating here uh, via what I learned on Rational Respectable, but it appears that it's probably just a business decision in terms of being able to market it a certain way, being able to put it in certain stores, being able to continue to manufacture it at large amounts. I think that it's perfectly fine for a business to decide that they have to make changes and updates, but if you are going to change that significant fact about your product, I think you have to be a bit more transparent. 
especially in the social media era where people where people will get you the fuck together people are gone are the days where people feel like your product you're being dishonest about your products and not being vocal about it there are too many places for people to go to say how they feel about it and people are going to say it um and i think that there was a lot of loyalty given to this particular founder because of the fact that she got a lot of backlash when her target commercial came out and it was targeted to black women and white women were offended and felt like they weren't being included. That's a whole nother story that I'm not I, I, like, that's a whole nother topic that I'm not getting into because y'all know how I feel about shit like that. So she comes out and she gives an apology and the apology is okay. I mean, people had a problem with the way she was dressed. They said she, she looked like she really didn't give a fuck. Um, and you know, I just want to say she was in her pajamas or something like that. And she had like a written statement on a sheet of paper and talked on uh, live for about 15 minutes. Um, I'm not so mad at this woman for <laughs> what she did. I think that maybe, you know, being such a new entrepreneur, she is probably still trying to figure certain things out. And so I wouldn't hold that against her. What I do think is that you got to be careful and you got to be honest with people and let people decide whether they want to stick with you or they don't. I think you have more of um, a chance of getting people to stick with you if you trust them enough to give them the information rather than doing it in a very quiet and seemingly underhanded way. Um in terms of whether I will continue to buy these products and how I feel about the products, um, I've basically said my response to my mom when she texted me about this was, well, if you go to Target and you see any of them that still say certified organic, pick it up for me because I prefer to use the certified organic products. Um, I'll be doing the same. At this point, I don't know if any of them are available. I think the last time I bought one was maybe two or three months ago, and it was still or, or saying organic, so I don't know. Um, I don't think it, it should mean that we should just turn our backs on this company. I think it just means that we are, um, we need to hear her out and see, but also you don't have to be loyal to anybody's brand. Um, so there's that. I just know that I'm someone with very sensitive skin. I'm someone who has allergies to foods and other things and this is why this product uh, these products appealed to me because i felt like um you know they were taking into consideration that people have their different issues also as someone who gets hair beat periods maybe this is tmi but here we are i get heavy periods and a lot of times what can happen when you get heavy periods is that um, you can lose a lot of the good bacteria and that can cause infections. And so um, being able to have access to products, over-the-counter products that are affordable and that help you again to manage your pH and make sure it's staying intact and you know keeping you fresh and clean and um, bacteria, bad bacteria free um, is important. And we'll see. Um, 
I don't know. I think it, it, this is to be seen what will happen in terms of will people turn a corner and will will people continue to support her? A lot of people were very upset. I think the saving grace might be that she did not sell the company, but I just have a hunch that the one of the reasons why uh, these changes are being made is because she was probably preparing to sell it. And I would, un I could understand why, um, you know, it's a lot to handle a lot of those things yourself. And that's why a lot of people end up selling their ideas and selling their businesses, because if they can have somebody who has um, a machine behind them to uh, manufacture the products and market the products and get them out there and make sure that it reaches consumers, I, I could totally understand being like, all right, I'm going to let these people do it. I'm going to collect my money and go about my business. But good luck to her. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Um, right now it's not looking too good, but yeah, that's, that's honeypot y'all. And before we get off this honeypot topic, let me just address, let me address the people that need to mind their business. Okay. So somebody sent me a post from a well-known influencer who is a man who had specific things to say, not necessarily about the company, but about what women should do to keep their vaginas clean. And what he said was not wrong in any way. Um, it just wasn't any of his business. I saw a lot of, I went into the comment section and had a lot of comments. There were a lot of people, including women, um, maybe especially women, who co-signed and added their own little extra sauce to it and said, oh, you should also do this and you should also do that. I'm perfectly fine with us having that type of conversation. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, then you had people who said plainly, stay out of women's business. Um, and then you also had other people um, who wanted to argue with those people. Well, why shouldn't men be able to have a conversation about... Um, feminine hygiene. You don't have a fucking vagina. How about that? They don't have a fucking vagina. And the issue is not at all that we cannot have dialogue about these things. The issue is not at all, especially if you are intimate with, with someone. It is, it is not at all that we cannot address the importance of hygiene when it comes to your genitals. The problem is that a lot of y'all men, a lot of y'all don't give a fuck about your own hygiene, but have a lot to say about women and theirs. That is my issue. A lot of y'all walking around with some dirty ass dicks, wanting somebody to get on their knees and put it in their mouth, but you don't clean your dick. That foul-ass odor that comes from some of y'all dicks? Yeah, no, that's not okay. But you have an opinion about how women clean their vaginas. Why don't you just mind your fucking business and go wash your dick? How about that? How about that? Because we know, and I'm sure a lot of women and men who deal with men, or those who don't identify as either who deal with men, I'm sure can identify with the fact that there are plenty of men 
who don't give a fuck about their hygiene and don't give a fuck about the fact that they're going to use that same nasty ass dick to have sex with someone else. I'll wait while somebody tries to dispute me on this shit. I'm so fucking tired. I'm so tired of like, you want to have an opinion, have an opinion, but please address all the men who don't, who, 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 who don't properly wash themselves because that is, that is, <laughs> that is a pandemic shit. That is an issue. So y'all can have your opinions. You can you can try to encourage women to do this and women to do that. And y'all will talk nasty about women and issues that they may have with their feminine hygiene. But what you will not do, what you do not do, is address the fact that you need to wash your balls. You need to take care of that. Because no one, no, and I mean no one wants a dirty, wants to deal with a dirty dick. Take a little extra time on your scrotum today, okay? And not worry about vaginas. Because the vaginas are gonna do just fine. As a matter of fact, if you didn't know, vaginas are self-cleaning. And so they will always, as long as, yes, you do the right things, you drink your water, you eat your vegetables, you make sure that you're wearing the right underwear, all of that. If you do those things, yes, you will likely have a healthy, happy vagina unless you have other extenuating circumstances. But you know what else? Putting a nasty dick inside of you does not help. So how about... How about this? How about everybody, everybody take a little extra time today to take care of themselves, including all the men that have an opinion about women and their vaginas. And then when you're done with that, mind your fucking business. This is the Hardly Minding My Business podcast. So I would know when, when you need to mind your business. This is one of those times where you just need to mind your fucking business. It, there's nothing wrong with being supportive. There's nothing wrong with having a conversation with your partner and being like, okay, like, I don't like this. Or uh, I feel like you're having an issue with this. I notice when we do this, that this happens in terms of your vagina or a penis or whatever. But what you will not do is 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 play gynecologist on the internet. Fuck you. And go wash your dick. <sighs> I'm so, I saw this shit and I was like, really? Like, why the fuck does he even care? Why is it any of his business? Why is he worried about this? And then I'm not, I don't even want to give it life. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't even want to like read out the caption or anything like that. No, I won't do that. But what I will say is all of the, all of the colorful commentary from men, go wash your dicks. Make sure you take a little extra time on your dick today and tomorrow and all of the other days because men love, men love to have an opinion. Men love to say when this ain't right about a woman and hygiene is absolutely important. There is no denying that. 
I work very hard to keep my vagina healthy and balanced. There is no denying that. But what you will not do is, is ignore the fact that men don't prioritize. A lot of men, excuse me, not all, but a lot of men don't prioritize hygiene, good hygiene when it comes to their bodies and when it comes to their genitals. So you have no dog in this fight. None. Speaking of things that were said on the internet, uh, let's talk about sex for a minute. Um, So I saw something (laughs) floating around about women who uh, uh, fuck back (laughs) during missionary. Um, And I've also been seeing a lot of somebody uh, brought to my attention recently that there is such thing as... um, Pillow princesses, uh, people who uh, prefer to be on the bottom or all they prefer to be on the bottom. I think that's the right way to say it um, during sex. And but they just lay there and allow themselves to be fucked for lack of a better (laughs) word. Um, but then I saw, but then I saw this post that said women, the women who fuck back during missionary deserve, um, deserve to be paid, uh, deserve, deserve a little cash app money. And I was thinking to myself, oh, okay. So listen, it's fine, whatever you want to do. Like, if you don't want to participate, that's your personal business. Everybody has their own preferences when it comes to sex. But I'm like, I can't in good conscience just lay there and not do anything. Um, I understand the appeal, though. Yo, sometimes, sometimes you just be tired. Sometimes you just be tired and you do just want to lay there, you know? But <laughs> I'm just thinking about Every single time, especially if you're having sex with one partner um, or or if you're having sex with a partner uh, on a regular basis, right? Because that doesn't necessarily mean one partner. But if you're having sex on a regular basis with the same partner, um, doesn't that get old and boring? Like... I'm not going to lie. I don't. Being on top is cool and whatever, but it's a lot of work. Okay. And, um, you know, and I am not at all negating any work that is being done when I am not on top. But what I will say is when I'm on top, it feels like a lot of work. It feels like a lot of energy exerted. Sometimes I get tired. It's it's just, it's, it's a lot of focusing and managing. I'm someone who gets easily distracted and it's hard sometimes for me to stay in the moment. Um, but if I'm on the bottom, if it's missionary and I'm on the bottom, I'm still trying to do a little something. I'm still trying to make sure that, you know, I'm engaged in what's happening and I'm not just laying there and, you know, taking it and, 
listen, again, I don't want to shame anybody. I don't believe in shaming people for uh, the things that they do in the bedroom. I don't think that's productive. And I think that you should be able to do whatever makes you happy and whatever pleases you. But I'm just, I'm kind of baffled by the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of, there's some people who just don't believe in class participation. You, so you don't, like, you don't want to participate. Do you, is it, is that pleasurable for your partner? And maybe it is. I'm sure there are plenty of, plenty of people who um, do this and their partner is perfectly fine with it. Um, But I would just think, okay, doesn't that get old after a while? Like you gotta do something. You gotta work on them Kegel exercises so that you know you could give it a, give it a little squeeze. You know you could rock your hips a little bit while you're down there. Do something. I mean, I can't imagine not doing anything. I really can't. I, I, it's very hard for me to wrap my head around. But I was thinking about this because I'm uh, I'm just thinking, okay, uh, how <laughs> how do like how do you manage how do you manage this like what happens what do what how do you have this conversation with somebody i'm gonna just lay there or do you just do it and then they notice does anybody say anything afterwards and i guess like you just gauge whether you know that person's going to continue or not after that day like how do you how do you broach hey i'm not really going to participate here but thank you anyway how do you broach that? How do you how do you say how do you how do you have that conversation? I guess you have that conversation the way you would have any other conversation about sex, because uh, <laughs> you should be having conversations about sex. I think it's really important in terms of uh, you should always feel like you want to um, curate your experience with another person and fine tune it. There's nothing wrong with talking about it and making tweaks and adjustments where needed. But how do you tell somebody you're just not going to do anything ever? How do you do that? And what do they say? I would love to talk to somebody who has sex with, with a pillow princess and ask them like what, and these are two different things, by the way. Um, the, the idea of the pillow princess is, is, is separate from, the fact, but I do think that they're intertwined considering you're saying that you're laying there and this post was specific to women who do not just lay there, but you know, they grab on a little bit. Maybe they wrap their legs around you or they thrust a little bit while you're on top or whatever the case may be. Um, I, for one, as I said, I like to, I like to participate. I don't ever like to feel like I'm the person in the group project that did not do anything. I like to make sure I show up and do the assignment. So we can do this together so that we both get an A or (laughs) you can do it alone and we'll see. Right. I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I'd be, I'd be on the internet too too much (laughs) and speculating about, um, a lot of this stuff. But then I was also thinking about completely unrelated. I was also thinking about what it would be like, um, what it's like for people who are in relationships that, 
uh, do not involve sex, like in romantic relationships that do not involve sex, because this does exist. Um, some people, for one reason or another, do not want to have sex, um, or they don't want to, um, or maybe they have a medical issue that causes them to not be able to perform or their libido is extremely low. And so it's just sex is not prioritized for that reason. Um, it could be, a, a it could be many different reasons, but I'm just wondering what it's like to be in that type of relationship. Um, it's not to say that people don't end up in those relationships for one reason or another. Um, maybe you end up in a rough patch or whatever, but I, that's not, that's not always true. Sometimes there's an active choice to not do these things. Um, and I'm speaking specifically about long-term relationships and like marriages and things like that. Like, how do you, like, what would be, what would be, what, what would that look like really? you know, um, and how, how does a person navigate that? Because if you decide that you're in love with someone and the two of you have different expectations when it comes to sex, so maybe one of you doesn't expect sex at all. And one of you is like, well, I'm okay with not having sex every day or every other day or, whatever the schedule may be for, for, for a particular couple, but I would like to have sex. Then how does that work? What happens there? Do you then consider an open relationship so that you're, you continue to be committed to this one person, but you're able to explore, um, and have your sexual needs met? Do you just suck it up and deal with it. And this is the life that I have. But then does that cause resentment later on at some point down the road, um, which can lead to the ending of a relationship anyway? I'm just really curious about it. Um, I know a long time ago, a friend of mine sent me uh, a podcast where they were talking about people living in sexless marriage marriages. And some people are completely content with it. I think if two people are on the same page and have decided that they don't um, care for it and they don't want to, then that is fine. Um, in other people, it was, well, if this is, if this is what's going on with my partner, like maybe my partner's on a specific type of medication now or something like that, well, I'll just kind of deal with this and it's okay. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world as long as I get to be with the person I want to be with. Um, but what, what does that really look like, you know? Um, it's just, it's, it's a topic that I'm curious about. I don't want to find out what that looks like personally. Um, I'm, I, I want to be respectful of people and uh, their circumstances or even the things that they have specifically chosen to do in their lives and in their relationships. Um, and so this is in no way to mock or shun that, but I just don't think that I could exist in that space. I think that it's something that I pr personally would want to prioritize in a long-term relationship. Um, your sexual desires are just as important as other needs that you may have in a relationship. So 
I'm just really curious about it. Y'all let me know if you have any experience with this or you know someone who does. And let me know your opinion. Um, Tell me uh, what that looks like for you and how you navigate that if you've been in that type of situation. But also, listen, if if you feel like it's something you could not do, share that with me too. I would love to know. Something that I've always wanted to do with this podcast was like, some sort of, um, some sort of callback. So, or, or, uh, write-in type of situation where, you know, people reach out and we have dialogue and we engage and ask questions, discuss certain topics. I've always wanted this to be an open forum and a space for, um, whoever is out there listening to engage with me on, um, a different level. So if, 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 these types of topics are topics that you're interested in and you want to talk to me about them, please reach out and let me know. You know, um, I'm going to be real honest with y'all. I realized today that I did not change the email address. So my email address for the podcast is still Ms. and Mrs. Podcast at gmail.com. I will be updating that shortly and there will be a hardly minding my business email address, but it just doesn't exist yet. Um, but you can also hit me, you can always hit me up on Instagram, um, at dashing underscore D. Um, I'm, I told y'all I'm on TikTok as hardly minding my business. Um, there's also the hardly minding my business Instagram page that I have not yet tackled, which I will get to soon. Um, but definitely reach out and let me know, ask me questions, um, send topics that you might want me to talk about. Um, yeah. So definitely please, 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 please do that. I love it when we can have, um, fun and interesting dialogue on different topics. And so I think that this is a good segue into that. Um, I think that we've talked about a lot of different things. I've rambled on a lot today. Um, So at this point in time, I think that it is time for Tweet of the Week. And I'm going to be really honest with you. I did not. I did not come up with a Tweet of the Week this week. I didn't screen. I haven't really been on uh, Twitter um, a lot lately. But what I will say is... I would like to address, I will address the the, the um, people's frustrations with Lori Harvey sharing what she did um, to lose weight. She said that she gained 15 pounds after, um, after she started dating Michael B. Jordan. Um, They're still together and thriving. Good for them. But, um, and so she's lost a significant amount of weight. Some people are speculating if she lost more than she, she said she gained, Um, but she's been doing different things, um, going to Pilates. I think she said she works out twice a day. She changed her food regimen, 
all kinds of things that she did to lose this weight. She got a lot of backlash about people feeling like, you know, she was not promoting body positivity. She never once said, hey guys, here's what you should do to lose weight. She never said that. She never, she never shamed anyone for their weight. I think if you're comfortable with where you're at, then that's fine. But I think it's also perfectly fine for you to say, I'm not comfortable with my body and I want to change things. And then share it with people. If you have a public platform and that's what you want to talk about, it's okay to talk about that as long as you're not doing it in a damaging way. I don't have a problem with this. I don't have an issue with her saying, hey, this I felt like I gained too much weight and this is what I did to put the weight off. People are asking me why I look so slim. This is why. She's always been a small girl anyways. I don't know why anybody is really that concerned. Um, but just do what you want to do. Just do what you want to do. Don't worry about Lori. Lori Harvey is, if that is your benchmark, a, a, a woman who does not have uh, a job, um, and that's no shade, but someone who doesn't have to work a regular job or um, she's in the spotlight. And so there's an incentive to do more to curate her body to something that is pleasing to the camera. Um, there's also the fact that she is... <laughs> quite rich. Her boyfriend is quite rich. There are just so many different factors that have nothing to do with us regular ass folks um, that I truly wouldn't worry about. Anyway, that's all we're going to say about the famous and rich for today. Um, we'll get back to the bullshit next week. I'll try to make sure that I'm switching it up more and I'm mixing it up more so that we're not just talking about that stuff. But until then, I really appreciate you guys for listening. I love you guys and please hit me up with questions or anything that you might want me to talk about or us to talk about. I'm open to having um, dialogue with everyone about those things and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.